If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so that it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money off your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So, make sure to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Here, what's going on, everybody? I would like to say hello and welcome to the EX3 Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Jordan Pierce, alongside my co-host, Mr. EX3 himself. What's going on, brother? Hey, what's up, man? How you feeling? How's everybody doing today? Uh, it's been a while since we've touched base. Yeah, man. Um, too long. It's been a lot. It's been way too long. It's been a lot of changes uh, that has occurred throughout the last few months. Uh, with me um, relocating to Florida, and um, yeah, it's been it's been quite the ride so far. And um, twenty twenty has been quite the ride for a lot of us. Um, so, um, we want to just talk a little bit about this transition and this, these changes and the challenges and how we move forward. Yeah, of course, of course. So, look, so we, uh, I know you wanted to talk about your time, uh, recently you went to Jamaica, but before we get into that, I would like to, um, just give people some backstory of what you've been working on as far as the kids in Jamaica. Like, what made you go down there? Because I don't think we ever touched on that before, if I'm not mistaken. No, I don't think we touched on that. So, yeah, just give uh, give people some insight on just basically that whole thing and your connection with Jamaica and stuff like that before we get into your recent trip. Uh, so, I, I'm, a, I'm an athletic developer, uh, mentor, and um, just to advocate for what athletics can do for young people in general um, and helping to facilitate their future, um, whether it includes athletics or not, and how um, being healthy and understanding your body and your mind can assist in your overall well-being. Um, so <clears throat> I've been in that avenue for for the last since 2007 um i've taught health and physical education i'm currently a success coach at a high school in uh, florida in tampa florida and uh well ruskin to be uh specific and um and yeah so with regards to what's been going on in jamaica i'm originally from jamaica and um I know that, that there's many challenges with regards to young men being able to um, to get into different avenues in athletics. There's not a lot of sports in the country um, that they get opportunities to go on to the college level and the professional level. Um, we know that Jamaica has some of the fastest men and women in the world, um, but American football is something that's new. To the country and I've been trying to spread awareness um, and bring attention to the athletes that is in the country that is very much so excited about this new game and wanting to uh, play it at the highest level got you so 
Um, how, real quick, how did the, uh, like, how can I put it? How, how did the interest in, uh, uh, American football, like, get introduced, I guess, to Jamaica? Like, is it just a slowly thing or, like, some, somebody came over and tried to start? Um, well, there was about three years ago when I, when I went down, um, I just started thinking about, like, what, what avenues is out there for for young boys and young people in general other than track and field? Mm-hmm. And uh, I, knew that, I knew that soccer was more so of a club sport and so is um, as cricket, um, even though they're popular sports in the country. Um, and track and field was kind of like the only one that was really allowing for opportunities to go to college and for opportunities to go on to a, at the professional level without you having to be a part of an organization or, or have have money basically <laughs> um, so, so I um, was sitting back in my dad's yard and just was thinking about how to help the youth in Jamaica and, and how it could um, assist um, with uh, the young the young men uh, making you know better decisions in life and just um, with athletics I just feel as though it helps to facilitate um, young people until they really figure out what they want to do in life and what their capabilities are. Um, plus, it's healthy. Um, football is a game that that allows you to to learn how to uh, correspond with other people, um, how to push yourself through adversity, and just teaches you how to grind and shine. So, uh, I was excited to just introduce a game that did so much for me. Um, as a young boy, uh, boy here in, in, in the U.S. and um, and introduce it to um, young people in the country. So I had like a, a combine, like a, a camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, invited kids in the neighborhood to come out, and uh, they had a really good time. And their parents was really uh, excited and and open to uh, the game. So each year, the last few years, I've been going down and doing uh, combines and, and clinics down there. And uh, more recently, I did one that um, included high school kids, and um, they fell in love with it. And uh, we've been exposing it, the game, more and more in the country, um, trying to figure out ways of of getting them the right equipment, um, the uniform, and things like that, just so that they can feel and be in that uh, arena Mm -hmm. and uh, understand the game even more. Uh, obviously, the coaching is not there right now, and some of the resources. Um, that is something that we're we're working on, and 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 hoping to get a lot more help with. Uh, but the interest is definitely there, um, and they want the game, they love the game, and they they want to show what they can do when it comes to uh, American football as well. That's cool. So that's cool. So. Uh... Yeah, I know you said you go there like uh, pretty much often once a year, do like combine stuff like that. So let's talk about your most recent trip. But you, you went like what? A, it's been what a week ago? Two weeks now? Something uh, like that? It was about three weeks now. Uh, was when I went. I went during Thanksgiving break. Got you, got you, got you. So how was that? It was um, very, very interesting trip. Um, you know, we talked earlier on on our podcast about you know, the pandemic and athletes and the challenges and stuff like that. And, you know, um, me traveling to Jamaica during this time, I wasn't really sure 
what that experience was going to be like and and what some of the challenges was going to be um, going into the country and, and then leaving the country and so on. Um, I went, uh, flew in on the day before, two days before Thanksgiving, and um, I was completely, it's kind of like you knew that things were going to be a little bit different, but you're just not prepared for it. Yeah. So, you know, going into the airport and, um, first of all, it wasn't a lot of people, um, which every time I've traveled to Jamaica, I've always seen, you know, a lot of people because people are like, who doesn't want to go to Jamaica, right? Exactly. So, um, there's always a lot of people. It wasn't a lot of people at all. Like, going through immigration, there was, like, maybe three people in wow. line. So, it was kind of weird to see, um the lack of people there but then as you're going through you you see people with uh the blue uh, outfits with the mask and these there's like these tables and you have to go through and sit at a table and they ask you a bunch of questions and you have to show your proof that you don't have covid or that you've gotten a test within the last five days and the process was just so different Mm -hmm. um my mom traveled with me and she actually started crying because it was just something that she never thought she would have to experience in her lifetime. And it was just so different. Um, once we got through, uh, you know, we, we got our, our ride came and picked us up and, you know, uh, like I said, the atmosphere just felt different. It was kind of like leery and you wasn't sure what was going to happen next. Um, and uh went to my mom's house and um we we kind of you know got some food and stuff together and um then it kind of started feeling a little bit more like jamaica because then you know i was around good the good food and yeah and yeah yeah so over there it wasn't no like really no change it was just mostly here that you like experienced uh, a difference like when, well, you landed well, when the airport situation over there was different okay okay uh, once i got into the country and you know, um, things weren't really different in terms of, you know, what I saw with people. I mean, obviously, people was wearing masks and things like that, but mm-hmm. it, wasn't, it wasn't nothing real crazy or real drastic um, until uh, uh, they, I, they, the, the organizations, like, when you go to, like, the banks and stuff like that, they're a lot more strict. Uh, with regards to um, how many people they let into a store. Um, it's actually more strict there than it is here. Um, wow. Which is surprising to me just because, you know, everything with the standards and the CDC and all that, all this information is coming from the U.S., right? So you would think that um, the the precaution would be, more precaution would be taken here yeah. than even in a third world country, but Jamaica was so much more, um, like even, um, when I picked up my luggage, you know, I had to like download an app and the app basically tracked where I, where I go. Wow. Um, That's crazy. Yeah. And, 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 you know, they told you you had to quarantine. They had to know where I was going to be at, and they told you you had to quarantine for 14 days or whatnot. Obviously, I was only there for seven days. Um, but, yeah, it, it, it was a lot more strict there than it was here. If you went into a grocery store, if you went into a um, 
just a regular bank or wherever, um, there was like someone outside um, making sure that they spray your hand with sanitizer before you go inside. Wow. Um, and so they, they don't even they don't even leave it up to you. They make sure it's no, 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 you, you have to you have to get your hands sprayed before you even go into the establishment. That's crazy. So you know they 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 were taking they've definitely taking precautions. Um, and uh, I'll talk talk later about my experience when I went to pick up the barrels um, from the barrel uh, place uh, with some of the the equipment and stuff. But that was an experience as well. That's crazy, yo. So, so you go that you get down there. You down there for you said seven days. Well, yeah. yeah so yeah, the purpose of the trip was to uh, host a combine. The purpose of the trip was to uh, meet up with the four athletes that I had been um, training and and working with um, over the past. I want to say six months or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and and just work with them for a week. Give them some development. Um, just let them know that I'm, you know, I'm still working on things for them with regards to trying to get them into school, mm-hmm. uh, get them that opportunity. Um, let them know that, you, you know, just be that mentor for them, that voice to keep encouraging them to continue to work. Um, so so that when, you know, that opportunity comes, they're ready and they're, they um, are prepared mentally and physically. Got you, got you. So, um, how, what other, well, who are the athletes? I mean, you ain't got to go into detail, but, like, what, what's, like, their age groups, positions, you know what I mean, their background in uh, football, if any? Yeah, so, um, two of the guys um, I started working with last year, uh, they actually came to the U.S., was here from September, um, from September of 2019, to December of 2019 and then they went back to Jamaica in January and obviously we know that the pandemic hit in March I was also in Jamaica in March working with them and then I went back down um, like I said uh, a few weeks ago to get some more work with them the, and those the, those two are Orville Mathis and uh, Tijon White uh, Orville actually today is Orville's birthday hey um, shout out to that he just turned 21 today. Happy birthday, um, young king. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'll let him know. Um, and then Tijon White is uh, 19. Um, is 19. Okay. Um, so Orville's, uh, I think Tijon might have, I mean, Orville, Tijon might have turned uh, 20 in October. Um, and Orville is, uh, like I said, just turned 21. So, okay. um <clears throat> They're 20 and 21, the two oldest guys. And then the other two guys that I worked with um, was Tyrese Thompson, and who's 18 years old. Um, and uh, well, the fourth guy um, is... Well, I'm having a brain fart right now. <laughs> Orville, Orville, like I said, just turned twenty-one. He plays wide receiver. He's six foot four. Um, he weighs about two hundred and fifteen pounds. Uh, runs a four-four-seven. Um, pretty good athlete when I met him, but um, he really didn't have any football experience. So we've been working um, 
on developing his skills. He, when he came here and worked with me from last, from September to December of last year, his development was immense. Uh, he gained about 20 pounds of muscle. Um, he got faster. He got stronger. He uh, learned the game a lot um, and really um, worked on his craft. And um, when he went back to Jamaica, he was on, a, on another level. And then um, Tajon, who, uh, who's actually best friends with, with uh, Orville, um, he gained about, 50, about 20 pounds of muscle as well. Um, he grew to uh, 235 pounds when he left here, mm. um, and he's 6'3". He plays the defensive end, uh, tight end position, outside linebacker. Um, his strong suit is the fact that he's so diligent, um, and he's such a hard worker. Um, nothing can really break this kid. Uh, he's just resilient and he's a fiery kid. Um, I think he's going to be a great asset on, on anybody, anyone's team that he plays on because he's a natural born leader and, uh, he, he has a lot of great, um, insight. Um, and he's, he's a student of the game. He loves the game of football. Um, he's a very, very good student in school. All four of these young men are very good students, actually. Um, and, uh, yeah, there's, like I said, Tyrese is the youngest one. Tyrese is 18. He's six foot, 260 pounds. Um, he's very agile, plays a linebacker, defensive end, defensive line position. Um, and he has a background, and he also throws the shot put for Kingston College uh, in Jamaica. I'm sorry, uh, Jamaica College. He plays, uh, he throws the shot before Jamaica College uh, in Jamaica. And um, he'll, so he'll probably, if pen relays and stuff goes off this year, he'll probably be there um, throwing. He's a pretty good thrower, but he has a background in cheerleading. And um, which is, I think, is the most unique thing ever. Um, just seeing him um, on that on that medium and on on that uh, platform uh, is just pretty pretty amazing. Uh, his ability, he's very agile, quick, nimble-footed, um, very quick and fast. And uh, for for a kid that's that's two hundred and sixty pounds. Yeah. Uh, and. When uh, when we were doing some of our drills and stuff, I had him and TJ Tajon uh, working together a lot. Um, I had to like try to calm him down because this kid wants to hit everything. <laughs> you would have thought that he, you know, he was a seasoned um, varsity football player, for, and for a kid that never actually put on football equipment before, to see him run around and dive and. And, 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 you know, wrap up and try to make collision. It was just, it was awesome to see. Mm. Um, cause you, that type of stuff, you have to teach kids that type of aggression. Yeah. You know? And especially it, not when they first putting on the pads, especially that, like at that age too. You know what I mean? So I, I get that. That's crazy. Exactly. Cause you don't, you don't, you don't see that a lot at all. Oh, you do not. It threw me for a loop. You know what I mean? Um, like I said, he had never put shoulder pads on before. Yeah, so yeah. He had never worn a, a, a helmet before. You know what I mean? Um, 
and I had to like calm him down, like, yo, yo, uh, relax. <laughs> <laughs> Word. Relax. He, he wanted to go. And then the fourth kid was Rivaldo Clark. Um, he's a 19 year old. He's in actually in his freshman year at um, uh, UTech, um, University of Technology in Jamaica. Okay. And he's studying an engineer. So he's a very smart student. He's six foot um, defensive uh, defensive back, uh, about 185, 195 pounds. So, um, and he's also very raw and new to the game. Um, but they, like I said, all these all these young men are, are very knowledgeable um, um, in school, and they are hardworking, diligent guys who just want an opportunity to to show what they can do at the college level in the U.S. Got you. Um, so when, when, when you got down there working with the guys, uh, what did you see? Did you see, like, any improvement, any things you need, like, they need to work on down there? Uh, had they been working? I'm sure you kept in contact with them when he was here and stuff, but, like, had they been working on things? Like... Um, well, I know I noticed, what I noticed uh, a lot is that they've gotten more knowledgeable about the game and about positions and how to go about um, attacking um, the opposite side of the ball. So Orville, I could tell that he had been watching some film. He had been paying attention to details on how to get open as a wide receiver, how to to, um, make different cuts and run different routes and and, um, how to position his body in order to get open. Um, TJ, TJ, I, I can tell that he he understands more how to use his hands. Um, he understands more le- about leverage and and how to use his body. Um, Tyrese, uh, he um, he's just a raw athlete um, that he's just going to be a problem at the end of the day. Like Got I said, he's, he's eighteen, and um, he's he's. Uh, you can tell that he watches the game a lot and he wants to learn a lot more about it. Uh, Rivaldo um, is, has natural hands. He was a, a, soccer, a lot of those kids have, have played soccer. Mm-hmm, so they, they move pretty well and they got good hand-eye coordination. Um, it's just a matter of learning how to put it all together with, uh, with American football. Got you. Question, so, do they... Um like I wonder, like why uh, they don't really. Not saying they don't know the game like that, but yeah, like they like growing up. Is that not something that they watch on TV or something that they don't broadcast um, the game? Well, over this there? generation is starting to do it a lot more. Um, when these when these young men football is is just now becoming something in the country, um, and the reason why is because of social media. You know what I mean? You don't watch. Football, American football doesn't come on TV in Jamaica. It doesn't. Oh no, it oh, doesn't. Wow, I see. I didn't. I would have never known that. It's soccer, 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 and cricket in oh, track. Gotcha. Oh, got you. Okay. Um, but because of things like Facebook and and Instagram and stuff like that, or YouTube, for instance, um, they're able to watch some film. They're able to watch the highlights of games. They're able to see, you know. Um, a game or, or, or highlights of a game after the game is finished or whatnot. So if they start getting interested in a team, they'll be able to watch that team play 
or they'll be able to see some college highlights and, and things like that. But no, um, that's not something that they see on TV. So this generation um, of kids is just starting to get into it now that the sport has been introduced to the country. But we need so much support with regards to teaching the game and also um, getting the re- proper resources in the country so that we can put a team together um, and try to uh, have multiple high school teams play against each other and things like that. Uh, but this is why when I go down, I try to identify kids that have the potential and have the uh, um, the, 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 the right mindset for the game mm-hmm. and um, because of what I do I'm able to see not only what they can do physically but what they can do psychologically and why um, the game of football could be something um, for them to take to the next level and when I identify these things I try to uh, to foster it and help it to grow um, and for these four young men thus far uh, and there's more of them <laughs> but um they are the the first four that I think can make an impact to create more um, of an avenue for for other kids that uh, are coming right behind them. Got you. So so is there anybody like now you're you're back in the states now? So is there anybody over there that they're that working with that you like kind of partner with over there to to keep the kids on yeah, track and stuff like that? Um. So there was a fifth kid um, that trains with. A young man named Evan Davis, um, he trains with him. He actually lives in Canada, and he goes back. He actually met me in Jamaica, and he has um, uh, an athlete named Cleon, who he works with, who's a defensive back. Um, like I said, the other four guys were guys that were working with me, and then there's an organization in Jamaica called the Jamaica National Tackle Football Association, and... Um, Jerome Harriet runs that organization, and he does some work. He's actually in the country, um, so he kind of tries to gather talent as well. Um, and he's been working on putting uh, teams together uh, to play against each other, and 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 being more of an organized setting so that these young men can show what they can do. But um, you know, with the game of football, you need you need as many people involved as possible and you need the proper coaching and development, um, which is, uh, where someone like me and my expertise comes into play. And, um, my goal is to get down there even more and, uh, hopefully maybe one day be, be an ambassador for the whole, um, development, uh, developmental process of transitioning kids from Jamaica to the U.S. to play football at the college level and at the professional level um, because the interest is there. And I know that um, if I'm able to get the time um, to spend the time working with these young people, that um, we can we can do some special things and, and make some history. Um, I've recently touched base with uh, Puma. I've uh, been trying to uh, get in touch one there to talk to them about the initiative and uh, see if they are interested in sponsoring um, this initiative and of developing kids in the Caribbean altogether, not just Jamaica, um, and exposing them to game of American football, teaching us, having us teach them the game, 
um, position them in a in a in a situation where they can um, be recruited uh, by colleges up here and um, and play at that level. So that'd be dope. That'd be dope. So that's interesting. So uh, what you you waiting to hear back from them now? You kind of just yeah, I um, I got an email back that they would uh, send over my proposal. Um, and they would touch base with me and let me know what they think. Okay. Um, so. That's exciting. That's exciting. Prayers yeah. up for that, definitely. So, so right now with the um, with the with the four kids that uh, you've been, I guess, working closely with, um, have any of them? Because <clears throat> all of them are yeah of age to go to college and stuff like that. Have any of them like? come close or touch base with any colleges over here yet or so, so the oldest two um orville and tijon um have spoken to some universities and have even gotten accepted uh to school over here um like i said grades is not and not an issue for them okay uh, um the issue is you know money the, the schools don't really want to fund kids that don't have football experience um so what we're working on right now is um, there is a, a prep academy um, in Illinois who have um, agreed to have them come there and play um, for three months. Um, and we're trying to raise the money right now to get them that opportunity to go there um, to uh, Midwestern Prep. Mm-hmm. Uh, is the name of the prep academy in Illinois, and uh, we're trying to put them in a position where they can go there and they can play for three months, show what they can do, and then get recruited from there. Got you. Um, so it's like a, so so that's like a, uh, so what is that like a like a they're playing for like a spot on the team or something, or that's just like somewhere like people go to. The, so it's kind of like the org- prep the um. Midwestern prep is kind of like a JUCO. Oh, okay, um, got you. It's not an actual school, but it's a, one of those academies where uh, athletes go to um, either if they don't have the grades to go on to the next level gotcha. yet, um, they'll you know take SATs and do things like that, um, and then but they get a, a, an opportunity to play. They don't lose us a, a year, get opportunity to play, and. Um, and show these universities what they can do, and you know, D one, D two, D three, NIA schools pull kids out of there after their season is done. Um, they're gonna play from, I believe, March to June. Okay, that's dope. And so, and so that they can they can get snatched and uh, get get an opportunity to play at the college level from there. Um, the other two are going to try and go to Midwest Prep and set and play in the fall season. Okay. Um, and then try to uh, get uh, pulled up the following year. So that's the plan right now. Um, like I said, we're trying to raise the funds um, to get this done. It's about uh, four grand for each one of them. Um, so we're... we're we're trying to get see see what what type of help we can get from any type of organizations that um, are willing to uh, be a part of the, the, the initiative, and um, these kids really deserve it. They've been busting their butts uh, back home in Jamaica, just working every day, 
10 hour shifts for Digicel and just trying to uh, just trying to grind. You know, we ran through some challenges even um, during the seven days we were there. You know, day day one was a rival day. Day two, you know, I, um, I trained with Thompson and TJ and Orville over at um, Jamaica um, Jamaica College. And um, day three, you know, we ended up not even being able to train because we went back over to Jamaica College and um, they they um, wouldn't let us use the facility until we talked to um, an administrator. And it was really tough trying to get in touch with the person that we needed to talk to. So that day kind of like <laughs> was just a challenging day. Wow. Um, then I... You know, I found out that the barrels came, and um, I went to go try to clear the barrels. The barrels, uh, I sent down, like, four barrels with just football equipment and, you know, jerseys and cleats and things that kids in the country may need mm -hmm. to uh, help them to, to, you know, to, to play the game. Um, and I, it costed me a lot more than I thought it was going to cost. Um, so... You know, close to a thousand dollars. So, wow, um, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it that was that was a rough day, and then um, the following day, uh, we still didn't have a field to use. I uh, ended up having to rent uh, um, a soccer field for us to do some training on day four. Um, day five, we went out. We drove out to uh, Ocho Rios. My my driver um, car broke down. And so I ended up having to rent a car. And now, mind me, I never drove in Jamaica before, ever. Wow. Um, they, and they drive on the opposite side of the road. Wow. So, yeah, this is quite the experience. The four of us, the five of us is in the car. And we were driving almost two hours um, to go meet uh, Evan and, um, and Cleon mm -hmm. to get some training in down in Ocho Rios. Um, and it ended up, we, you know, we ended up figuring it out. Um, I drove two hours through the country, not knowing where the heck I'm going. Um, <laughs> luckily, luckily, the GPS worked. Um, last time I was in Jamaica, GPS wasn't even a thing. So, wow, uh, that's crazy. yeah, GPS worked now. So Jamaica is moving on up. Um, but yeah, we, you know, we played music and told jokes and, you know, we, we had a good time taking the trip down there. We had a good training session. Um, we did some one-on-ones. We did some individual drills and, and, and stuff like that. And we did, like, some three-on-three -three stuff. Um, and then we drove back late that night. And, you know, it was raining. And uh, it was just – then we went day five. Uh, what was that? I think that was day five. Um then the following day, uh, the guys stayed because they stayed with me for about four or five day of the days. Um, uh, they had to try to figure out how to like maneuver their work situation. It was, it was, it was rough. But you know, we we end up doing some pool work, um, getting some drills and stuff done in the pool. Watched film uh, for hours. Um, just, just. Uh, put on highlights from the NFL and college highlights and we're I'm breaking we're breaking down film and talking about why certain guys did certain things in on certain plays and and position drills and how to you know how to work your hands how to move your your body in the right positions and they were being really receptive and um, things just seemed to be clicking and um, 
then, and then, then we did a, another training out in Mandeville at their high school um, on day seven. So we um, we got two two to three sessions in a day, um, some film sessions, some you know field session, and uh, I think it just kind of brought them back to um, remembering what their ultimate goal is and um, just put things back into perspective for them because they hadn't been around it. For, for since they went back last January, yeah. um, so and you know with COVID and everything, kind of threw threw them for a loop, not knowing um, if the possibility for them to come up here and go to college and stuff is was going to be even feasible. So um, I was glad to be able to go back down, and I'm, I'm hoping to go down in February and um, and work with them prior to them coming up here or hopefully they'll be able to come up um prior to uh to go into midwest prep and we'll be able to get a week or two in before, yeah, before they, go they go there. out there because like you said you said march to june is the is when they do that yeah yeah that's crazy what a trip like <laughs> you had a bunch of a bunch of obstacles obstacles to overcome but i mean it it still sounds like it was a successful trip. So yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's I wasn't good. gonna have it any other way, man. <laughs> At the end of the day, I went down there for on a mission and um, to get something done. And uh, no matter what, we were gonna figure out a way um, to get it done. Like I said, it, it costed me more money than I thought, and um, you know, um, that's a struggle. You know, when you budget for something, and, and then yeah. <laughs> the monkey wrench get thrown at you like oh man yeah, yeah. i get yeah. you on that well i don't, I don't want to breeze over the um the, the fact that uh people can help out trying to get uh these boys to college and stuff like that so how can people um help with uh the funding and other aspects of um these four gentlemen going to midwest prep and trying to get uh selected somewhere else like I said, um, it's about $4,000 a piece. Um, we still haven't worked out the housing situation yet. That's um, that's another, you know, situation trying to figure out the <clears throat> where they're going to stay for those three months that they're here. Um, but it's about $4,000 for the, for the program for them to be able to play for the, uh, the three months. Um, you can, you can donate, um, to, to, um, ex3 foundation and uh through cash app through you know venmo whatever uh avenue uh you can or you would like to um we had a uh a um what do you call it uh gofundme mm -hmm. uh, created before um the time has has ended on that um but we can create another gofundme page um, and get and get that out there as well. Um, but yeah, they they follow my Instagram um, team underscore ex three. I also have a YouTube channel team ex three. Um, you can see the boys' videos and stuff on there of them working out and training, and um, and just see their story and just follow their story. Um, they have instagram and 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 twitter as well um orville mathis m-a-t-t-i-s is um orville's name 
and uh, TJ White. Uh, that's W H Y T E is the other um, other young man. Um, you can follow them on Instagram as well um, and on Twitter. Uh, but yeah, they these 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 young men um, are looking to have a great experience and to make history. And if, if anybody can do it, they can do it because they have the work ethic and they're just looking for the opportunity to uh, to be great. Got you. Well, y'all heard him. Go support. Follow them. All that good stuff. Um, we've been chopping up for a minute. Any last words? Anything you want to leave with the people? Words of encouragement or just anything at all? I just want to say... Um, Follow Team EX3, um, the journey of Team EX3. Um, I also um, have a, um, what do they call that, a TikTok page. Um, <laughs> you on TikTok? <laughs> man, I got TikTok now. And uh, the cool thing about it is I have, um, I it's Team EX3-7. Um, I do uh, these speeches on, it's called Wisdom with Witter, and where I just give a one-minute um, synopsis just talking about different things of just giving wisdom and um, encouragement to anybody, young people, old people, whoever, um, and using different words. And so, um, you know, talk about, um, so just check that out. Um, also, EX3 Smoothies, if you are looking to become more healthy, lose weight, gain weight, um, improve your vitality, improve your energy, your immune system, the EX3 Smoothies is where it's at. Um, I write poetry sometimes. Uh, I just, I, I, I share work of encouragement and, um, if you know anyone that is um, interested in training and development, developing the mind, developing the body, um, just get at me. And, um, yeah, we're going to keep this train going. Um, stay encouraged. Stay, stay, stay on your grind. And open up your mind so that you can shine. I like that. I like that. All right. Wise words from Witter. I like it. Alright, well, I guess um, everybody uh, follow um, Team X3, um, follow the pages, and uh, like, comment on this, this uh, well, audio, because it ain't going to be video yet, so it just be audio. Um, I'll leave everything in the description. I'll try to, um, I'll get the, the, um, the, uh, the link and stuff like that to put in the description for, uh. For like how they can donate the cash app and stuff like that i'll, I'll put that in the description uh, just in case people don't have like an instagram or something like that i don't know why it's 2020 but you know some people don't um so i'll do that um yeah i ain't really got nothing else to say so i guess we all good well um holla at y'all next well, week we will get this thing rocking and um sure. each and every week and uh we yeah we're gonna be back consistent we're gonna be back consistent we got to Absolutely. We'll be back in season, definitely. All right, well, I'll see y'all. Well, I guess we'll see y'all next week. Peace. Later. All right.